Welcome to GradCast, the official podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at the University of Western Ontario. Coming to you from the other London, let's start the show. How's it going, Yemen? I don't know, this, this seat seems pretty hot. I'm kind of toasty. Good, we turned up the temperature before you got in here. Oh yeah, that was quite an introduction. Thank you. This is Julia's first radio appearance. Woo-hoo! Yes, she's been on the podcast uh, for she's been with us for a number of months now, but this is her first time actually being live on the radio. Taking for all you the guys. plunge. Palazzi plunge. Palazzi plunge. <laughs> so Yemen, why don't you uh, tell us about what exactly your title is? Oh right, okay. Um, so I'm a PhD student in the Faculty of Information and Media Studies, and today. Oh. Okay, what I have. What that is for. what FIM stands gotcha. for. Um, and I'm here uh, purely out of shameless self-promotion. This is... Um, Let's not lie. You just wanted to be... You signed up for this month in advance. You're dying to talk about when does the gnarl bacon? <laughs> Everyone wants to know. So, okay. so first of all, to preface, uh, you just got back from jolly old England. Post-Brexit. Cheerio. Yeah, and you were there for work reasons. I mean, like a third of the trip was for work reasons. Um, I I did attend a conference, the uh, Social Media (laughs) and Society 2016 conference at, um, well, in in the proper London, if I may, uh, which is where I presented this sort of side project I worked on, as Julia said. The title is... um, When does the narwhal bacon uh, internet memes as markers of online group identity? Alrighty. <laughs> yes. So I am Came a a, a non internety or memer or whatever <laughs> they are referred to as. So there is a lot to unpack in this title. First of all. What is a meme? Can you tell me what a meme is? Yeah, sure. I mean, I can try. So uh, this word was coined by, um, you may have heard of him, the esteemed Richard Dawkins, a biologist. Oh, that from, from you He know, was an internet troll before there were internet trolls. Oh, no, no, no. Quite after. Come on now. Internet trolls have been a thing since, like, you know, news groups, Usenet. This is like... Yeah, he's like 75. Is he? Well, he hasn't been online since he was, you know, a baby. Well, he's been a troll since before the internet. Okay, okay, fine, fine. Trolls in real... Okay. That was, like, my previous podcast. Excuse me. Sorry. It's true, This is is now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yemen's been on the show a few times to talk about different research projects. So before, just give you guys a recap, he came on (laughs) to talk about his PhD research studying uh, trolling behavior. And then he also came on to talk about a research project he was doing to build, like, a, um, a, quote, BS filter for uh, the internet so you could find out what articles are well, dubious. Yeah, news, and, right? Yeah. And so now you're here to talk about, uh, well, if you're talking about the narwhal bacons, I imagine you're talking about Reddit. Reddit, memes, um, group, yeah, that, that thing. Anyway, memes. Richard Dawkins. Uh, a meme, if you will, is sort of like the cultural um, mental, I guess, analog to the biological gene. You know how like genes carry... Uh, inheritable information 
that transmits across generations, mm. across you know different individuals, and can evolve, modify, change. Um, Diversify as it goes along, with certain characteristics held sort of constant. Uh, a meme is sort of like that, but with ideas, with culture, with things like gesture, with art, with music, with basically all the non-biological things that we as human beings produce and do. That's what she said. That just is kidding. A meme. I, you know, it yes. could be a phrase, a catchphrase. You know, from the office, if you will. If I will, I will indeed. Oh, that's what she said. So, so uh, how? So, and, and the field like memetics is uh, like how does that fit into the the memes? Like, because there's memes of like you know the Richard Dawkinsy um, thought experiment, but what about memes in like the you know what your average person knows as a meme today? See, how do those two connect? See, see. Like uh, like Danger Wolf. How is Danger Wolf a meme? Oh, I have no idea what this is. Oh, my God. I you know, okay. I'm sorry. I, if I may, um, <laughs> I doubt the average person knows what a Danger Wolf is. Okay. Okay. So uh, one of the sort of evolutions of this term is this idea that um, memes, as many people now understand them, refer, well, they understand them as sort of images, pictures, um that are often from movies, films, um, comic books, so on, that uh, are references from popular culture with sort of text overlaid across them, um, mm-hmm. often in a completely separate context. Yes. Yeah, Julia... Amplified yes. by things like, uh, by like the meme generator and things like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's easy to create them. Yes, we had talked previously um, about a Lord of the Rings meme, Thou shall not, or no, that's, that's a commandment, one simply does not sample all of the species. I'm an ecologist. This was a a slide in a conference presentation, and everybody laughed. I did not get the Lord of the Rings context, as I had initially uh, thought it was Game of Thrones. My bad. Well, but to be fair, same, the same actor. actor, yeah. I did. Okay. So, <laughs> see, that's not so bad. But I did get the, the ecological kind of uh, viewpoint there, and, and I did think that was, that was funny. So, Right. So, I mean, the way a lot of people now think about memes are a way of remixing what is familiar, like popular culture. A mashup culture. of a mashup. sorts? If you will, yeah, with um, the, taking what? taking what is familiar and sort of spicing it up and recontextualizing it with something that is new. So you take something that people might recognize, such as Boromir from Lord of the Rings, uh, Lord of the Rings, saying, you know, one does not simply walk into Mordor, and then using that image um, because it's very recognizable, yes. and that sort of phrasing and to use that to talk about something else, in your case, ecology. Yes. I just want to um, talk about the the lifespan of a meme, but also if there are any memes that are just instant failures, like, nope, not going to fly here. Have, have you run into any of those? Well, I mean, part of the... Um the problem with finding memes that are instant failures is that you would very rarely actually find them because um, they never really take off. So you can't, unless you're there at the inception, you know, internet being as big as it is is extremely unlikely. Um, You very rarely find any sort of 
remnant of okay. failed memes. So similar to your BS filter, which apparently you wanted to um, do or construct, is there a sort of meme filter that you know is more than just people not reposting? Like, you know, is there like a meme police of sorts on Reddit or on on these kinds of websites? Well, there's sort of a meme database. It's a website called knowyourmemes.com. Wow. And they sort of serve as a repository. Um, a lot of their stuff is user-submitted. Um, excuse me. Of um, memes that might have fried. Well, because, you know, again, the Internet being as big as it is, you any one person, any one group can't be anywhere, like everywhere at all times. So as certain memes, certain references, certain sort of jokes become popular, people submit them to the site and they, the site also does its own sort of research into the past and stuff. And they document, you know, when probably do certain jokes start, certain memes start, um, their popularity over time, what they're actually about. And it's like an encyclopedia entry about, you know, say lolcats. So sorry, what was that? A lolcat? Lolcats? Lol, lol. Lol cat. I mean, this. It's like the I, original meme. It's one of them. I mean, I, I I thought this was still a thing, but clearly, I've been on the internet way too long. Um, <laughs> Which was like really just five years in internet time. To be fair, lolcats probably about. 10, 12 years old by this point. Oh, at that least. That's ancient like, geologic you know, time and internet time. Prehistoric. It's true. Wow. Basically, it was and, and, and another like thing, MSN. too, is uh, yeah. like we can talk about uh, like memes from that period. Some of them have very long lifespans and they have tendency to come back. Like a certain song by uh, 80s pop star Rick Astley just keeps coming back over and over again over the years. But like some memes, like for example, an awkward picture of a young teenage girl holding up Goosebumps books. Might only last a few uh, few months before they fizzle out, and then they might come back with a vengeance a few years later. Yeah, I mean, it, it's wow. really interesting how you know some memes will never give you up, will never let you down, but some memes will. You know, um, so one of the things we looked at is kind of the life cycle of. Um, well, one of the, one of the things we started uh, looking at actually, this is this is a project I've been working on with a friend and colleague of mine, Andrew Nevin. Uh, who finished his master's here at Western last year and is now a PhD student in sociology at U of T. Um, basically, what brought us together was that we've both, both been on Reddit and are on Reddit for way too long. Um, <clears throat> so what it looks like is that memes, like maybe many other types of um, viral media, when they get popular, follow a certain sort of traje- trajectory. Um, at the start, they very, very quickly um, get very popular very fast. That's where this virality concept comes from. Yes, right? I want Biology, to talk about right? virality. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not super familiar of, like, the etymology. I mean, I assume biology, uh, pathology, so on. But it's the idea of, you know... Um, something spreading really fast through a population, yeah. right? Like... We've all heard the term plague. viral video or viral yeah. meme. Yes. Yeah. So, and, you know, something that appears to come out of nowhere, say, like the Spanish flu, post-war. Um, yes. His story, ha-ha. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know, 
covers an immense area in terms of perhaps geogra- geography, perhaps um, in terms of population, countries. It just kind of captures the mental space um, of a lot of people and spreads very far, very fast, and very often does not last very long. Yeah. It's sort of these memes that are that go viral often just die out or experience some sort of backlash because people are just tired of it. Mm-hmm. You know, within a few months, and often they're just they just die out and they're lost uh, to the sort of dustbin of the internet, but and you would only find them on I, archives. I want to talk about something that Tristan said, and I I'm so sorry, Tristan. I don't think I introduced you properly, Tristan Johnson. Oh, he needs no introduction. <laughs> is, uh, okay, he's well known, but he's hanging out behind the buttons, and he's making all this happen for us today. But uh, you said something like the Goosebumps girl, like the girl holding the Goosebumps book, you know, will die out, but then resurge. Can we talk about the uh, the revival of certain memes and, and what qualities? Are there, are there zombie memes? Obviously, not in a literal sense. I'm sure there are memes with zombies. But are there certain memes that for whatever reason come back after days, weeks, months, years. Yeah, that, that experience sort of like a second life. Yes, um, let's talk about that. Well, um, Tristan's reference to a certain uh, old pop star is a, is a great example of this. Uh, a Mr. Rick Astley in, I believe it was the early 80s, had a great hit, a, a song called um, Never Gonna Give You Up, made especially, you know, sort of Interesting because he looked like he was 16 and had this crazy deep voice. Can we, sorry to interject, can we um, sing this out for our our younger listeners, please? <laughs> As in me, I am embarrassed, but I do not think I know the, the tune of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can do it. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna oh, let you down. Never I gonna run that. around and desert Energy. you. Nice. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Silent applause. That's fantastic. Uh, so, um, that's obviously a meme that comes and goes with the tides. <laughs> well, I mean, originally it. it you know, um, got fame as a sort of hit single, I believe, mm-hmm. back in the 80s, before many of us were born. Uh, probably not me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for some crazy odd reason, somewhere in the 2000s, it was rediscovered by, you know, a bunch of people in the um, dark corners of the internet. Uh, message boards like 4chan, something awful, and so on. And it became um, sort of the end point of like a misdirection sort of joke say if you were looking for you know like a YouTube video of the latest movie trailer for what's a mid I don't know like Avatar or something um, and you're like hey and someone else is like hey I got your link right here and they give you a link you click on it instead of a trailer to Avatar it's a link to Rick Astley singing his song and it became really funny. People kept on doing it, and it became even funnier, right? Uh, for you know, who knows what reason. But 
it became something almost expected and something unexpected at the same time. So this weird curiosity, this weird interplay, this weird um, you know joke and response. It's kind of a joke, yeah, acting, yeah. Um, people started doing it like pranks between friends, right? Yes, which you describe memes as kind of a secret handshake. Okay, so going back to um, this thing that I talked about in the proper London. Um, So the impetus of this entire project really just came from the title. Um, So uh, my co-author and I were thinking about... um, you know how in real life in uh, meat space as some call it meat space meat space not m-e-a-t no no m-e-a-t okay m-e-a-t seriously uh, you know flesh and blood anyway oh. I, I, I am dipping oh. into weird wow. parts of no this is here. fabulous that, this is all new to me i've been on the internet on the internet for way too long um okay basically so um, in, in real life, right, when we meet people, when we talk to people, when we interact we with people. Meet people, M-E-E-T. M-E-E-T, that's yes. right. Let's, let's get this we, settled. We, now that I've introduced okay. it, yep, okay. 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 Um, <clears throat> so we have personalities, we have identities, we have ways of sort of showing people who we are, what sort of groups or nationalities or, you know, ethnicities or, you know, whatever that we affiliate with. So one um, good example of this would be, say, sports teams. If you some, see somebody wearing a you know Maple Leafs jersey, presumably Ooh, they're a fan of yay. the Leafs, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, it ca- that symbol alone carries with it a whole bunch of you know history of culture preconceptions. Of, yeah, preconceptions of you know things that you can assume that the other person would understand or recognize. And if you both know these references, this history, this culture of the Maple Leafs, Mm -hmm. you can talk about these things without having necessarily negotiated it beforehand. So it becomes an easy way, I mean, stereotyping technically, sure, but it's an easy way to interact with people sort of naturally, seamlessly. That's very true. It's an in, it's an inner group. So yeah, you you create an in-group. Um, you know, people who don't know would be considered the out-group, say, Habs fans. Um, Anyway. Oh, yeah. On the internet, um, you know, you don't have the benefit of being able to see the person you're interacting with. You don't even have the benefit of necessarily being, you know, interacting at the same time, right? Because if you post a message, people, people can read it years, months, whatever, after the fact. And you don't have gestures, you don't have, uh, which, you know, I'm doing right now on the radio, which you can't see anyway, but... You know, here we have tone of voice. We have all sorts of things to communicate basically who you are and who you're trying to tell other people mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. yeah like I just right? said uh, right like earlier in the show where you where I said the narwhal bacon's at midnight, so you must be from Reddit. Like that's... Exactly. You, so, yes, you knew that. Clearly, Tristan, you recognize this meme. And what drew us to this is that, you know, it was one of the first kind of explicit group identifying memes that was created on Reddit when it was still a fairly young, you know, website community um, to be able to identify other Redditors. Like, the story behind this is one person was stuck at the Denver airport waiting for a layover, um, saw a whole bunch of other people on their laptops, and posted to Reddit saying, hey, 
I'm at the Denver airport. There's a bunch of other people on laptops. Are some of you also on Reddit right now? And, you know, if so, it'd be kind of cool to, you know, talk to each other for a couple hours because we have this, um, you know, shared culture, this shared community. Mm -hmm. But how would we recognize each other in real life? It would be far too easy to, you know, go and say, hey, uh... Wanna grab Are you a on drink? Reddit? Yeah. Oh, you want to talk? That. Yeah. Or you know, so you know, after a whole bunch of messaging back and forth with people on the internet <clears throat> uh, about what to do with people, you know, in re- meat space, um, they come up with this nonsense phrase. You know, uh, the question: When does the narwhal bacon? The correct response: At midnight. At midnight. Right. Uh, and there's, I, 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 I know there are <laughs> things like that for other online communities as well. Oh yeah, I mean. Any, you know, any group eventually with through their, their interactions um, ends up creating like a shared culture, right? There's um, references, in jokes, stuff that only makes sense if you sort of were there or know about the context that don't make sense to other people. Mm-hmm. Right? So, to f- so to follow up on that, because um, the other thing that talking about the narwhal bacon's at midnight. Is that it's kind of an antiquated thing now because oh, yeah. um, the idea of Redditor as identity has kind of become diluted a bit. Can you like talk a bit to that? Or? Yeah, so this goes, goes back to what we were looking at um, when we examined the uh, sort of lifespan, life cycle of a meme. Um, and many of them follow a very similar pattern. Again, you know, virality, they start sort of from nowhere. They proliferate, they sort of peak and then they very quickly disappear into nothingness. <clears throat> um, and, you know, this Narwhal bacon meme uh, isn't really any different. So the very first mention was in kind of late 2009, and it steadily gained popularity and peaked sort of early 2010, uh, in, for a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two, um, and then very quickly fell. Part of this, I think, was because of things happening around Reddit and around the greater internet at the time. So in 2009-2010, Reddit was still a fairly small site as far as things go, but um, they grew immensely over 2010. They increased like three, four times their population. And what was originally maybe a cool, funny joke you know, among a small group of people couldn't quite uh, last when a bunch of new people came in, saw a bunch of old people talking about Narwhal's bacon and her, 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 and were like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. That's kind of stupid. And that, and that kind of speaks to a, a bunch of other stuff because it's the, a decoherence. So like the identity, like as Reddit no longer becomes like a small subgroup that you can feel like you're part of and it just kind of becomes a platform you spend time on. A lot of websites are like that. There's not like people who feel like Facebookers or or Twitterers or things like that. But also, uh, earlier on, way back at the beginning of your first show on GradCast, you mentioned that this used to be the thing when, uh, when they used to make fun of the new students who came to the school and they didn't know how the computer system worked. The school as And then Western? it ruined it because they were there all year. School, yeah. So, um, school as in university. So, this is a oh. reference to way back... Um, a, a sort of time period called the September that never ended. Like, way, way back in the day, you know, um, universities would give incoming students access to basically the internet, 
you know, their news groups, their um, posting sites, and so on. And every September, a whole bunch of newbies would come in who had no idea how everything worked, what the cultural norms were, and would just make fools of themselves, right? And when that new group was small, the and the old group was bigger, they could point to them and be like, you know, ha-ha, they're new, they don't know anything, everybody laugh at them because of the minority. Mm. Eventually, they became the, mi- the majority, like every year. And yeah. it's really, really hard when you are the few to laugh at the many who in many ways have more power over um, how the community is run, how the norms are established, right? Yeah, that's so interesting. I, I know we're kind of uh, in our final minutes here, but, you know, we are the Society of Graduate Students here at Western University. I'm wondering if there are any Western memes that are, are lying around your brain space. Well, um, a couple of years ago, there was a Facebook group called Western Memes. I don't think they're quite active anymore. Mm, um, no new blood. Yeah, maybe. I mean, again, this as, is as memes. Tell them about your printer. My Tell them about the FIMS printer. Oh, my God. Okay. So, One um, minute, go. In the North Campus building, where the Faculty of Information and Media Studies is, we nice have... Building. It is a nice building. A lot of pokey stops right now. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, we have our printer, which is called Labtosh. Okay. We have an, you know, a love-hate relationship with this, with this printer. Sometimes it works. Many times it doesn't. And oftentimes, it's just weird. Um, so, sometime back, some person or persons created a Facebook account called Laptosh. I personally have no idea who it is, but it posts sometimes to a Meet Chakma, to uh, our faculty. Meet Chakma, the president, right? To, yeah. Um, and it's friends with most of the graduate students seconds. and a you know, good number of the faculty. And it's a meme. It's weird. It's performative. It's crazy, it's, but it's, it's awesome. Identity. It's internet. That's amazing. Yeah. Very cool. That was so informative. Thank you, Yemen and yes. Tristan. Well, thanks very much. This has been GradCast. You guys have a good night. That's all we got for this week. If you like this episode, share it with someone. Check us all out on Twitter and Facebook. Both you can find through GradCast Radio. You can go to our website to see more episodes at gradcastradio.ca. And if you want to come on the show and talk about your own research, great line for your CV, go to gradcastradio at gmail.com. The theme is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod, and we will see you guys next time.